This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball. We are finally here. We have done it. We have made it. It is opening week of Major League Baseball, and you are in the right place to hear all about it. Welcome to Big Time Baseball for Odyssey Sports. I am Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio, and with me, the one. The only, the single greatest Twitter follow in the world, John Heyman. John, how you doing, brother? I'm good. It's good to be here. I'm glad we have baseball. I can't wait to hear the words play ball. I mean, uh, it was touch and go there for a while, but uh, we will have baseball. I know the rain isn't cooperating in a couple of towns, but we're going to play and we're going to get them all in, all 162 for all 30 teams. I'm so excited for it. What town are you in right now with the weather? Well, I'm sitting in Miami at the moment, and it is beautiful and sunny. But, you know, yeah. I don't like to be asked that because then I make people feel bad. I know you're in L.A., so you know it's always nice there. I, I have no that. problem making you all feel bad. I am in Los Angeles. It is 75 <laughs> and perfect, and I cannot wait to watch the Dodgers and Padres and Angels and Giants all in perfect weather, all opening up very, very, very soon. But, hey, let's just get right into it. Let's throw ourselves into this thing because we got plenty to cover, a lot of baseball to be had this week, opening day just a day away. Let's go with the preseason predictions right out the gate. Um, let's take a look at some like futures a little bit. Let's take a look at some awards that are out there. Um, last year, Cy Young Award winners coming back to try and reclaim their crown. I have my personal predictions, and I cannot wait to hear you either love them, hate them, or be completely indifferent of them, John. But right out the <laughs> gate, if you're taking a look at the Cy Young, just to start, and I know opening day is happening in the next couple of days here, so it's obviously way too early to see who's going to win the Cy Young, but taking a look at the futures market, you know, Garrett Cole sitting at the very top of that, Robbie Ray, not, not to mention up there, who do you really feel is going to have a breakout year this year on the AL side that you think can maybe either surprise people for the Cy Young, or is it going to be one of the stalwarts of the AL? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, betting on it and picking it are two different things. And since I'm not a big better, I'm just going to pick who I think is going to win. And, you know, Gary Cole, to me, is a logical favorite. He's always up there in the top couple. Um, I don't think the sticky stuff for all people said uh, would bother him. It did not appear to really bother him very much. And, uh, you know, I think he's a logical favorite. Would I bet on him at the short odds that he is? Uh, I'm not sure that I would. But, uh, you know, he's the best pitcher in the American League. I don't, I don't think that's really arguable at this point. No, I agree with you on that. He is arguably the best pitcher in the American League. I love him. Played at UCLA with him. He was a freshman when I was a senior. One of the best competitors I've ever known in my life. And here's the thing that I'm really excited about Garrett Cole this season. His last outing was in the playoffs last year. Did not go according to plan. And if I know Garrett Cole, you definitely don't want to put a chip on Garrett Cole's shoulder. So he's out there opening day against the Boston Red Sox. I think he's going to absolutely torch the league this year. However, he's not my pick for Cy Young in the AL side. Somebody else might. Who? Yeah, I think this guy's got a chip on his shoulder too. Lucas Giolito, the Chicago White Sox. I'm expecting a monster year from him over there on the south side. I think he's going to spearhead that rotation. And obviously, he's going to sign himself one hell of a deal when it's all said and done. But I think Lucas Giolito is my pick for this year's Cy Young. 10 to 1 odds right now in Vegas, if you take a look. Wow, those are nice odds. That's a little bit of a hometown pick, though, I think, from you. Maybe I'm 100 too, right? 
Maybe I'm 100%. doing it too. I'm going with Cole from New York, and you're going from for the LA guy. Let's see if we do that in the National League too. Oh man, it gets even <laughs> worse when you hear my my National oh, League no. side. <laughs> Dodger, which Dodger? Believe it or not, not a Dodger, but another LA guy. So much so LA, in fact, that he went to high school with Lucas Giolito, Max Freed. Hey, there. you know what? We are on the same page. Ah, that was my Jack. pick. We, we did picked, it, John. We picked it. Yeah. We went with Max Freed. I mean, he, he looked so good in the playoffs. Oh, my God. Uh, most he? of those games. I mean, it one off game. That was it. Uh, that final game, fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you stayed in one high school for your picks. I did. That's the amazing thing. Not only did it say one high school, I went with same high school, same graduation year out of Harvard, Westlake, and Los Angeles. Wow. Max Freed, I really am excited. Last season, especially when it got towards August and September, he was throwing complete game shutouts at 85, 90 pitches. If he can keep that going into this season, I, I think one, the Atlanta Braves are a better team right now than they were last year when they won the World Series. Absolutely. And Man, a healthy Max Free going into the season. He is just my pick for the uh, NL Cy Young Award yeah. winner. I cannot wait for this season. Yeah, I love him. And you know what? The, the, the Garam injury, while not good for us New Yorkers or anybody else who's following baseball, that really opened things up. You know, he, he's going to be out at least two months. So, you know, it's pretty hard to win the Cy Young uh, with only two-thirds of a season. I wouldn't say he can't do it. He, he got some votes last year in half a season, right? So it's possible to win in two-thirds. But – it opened up the the uh, the picks a bit. Uh, it's a little. It's pretty interesting. We 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 did not cheat. We did not compare notes on this, and we picked the same guy. So, I'm so uh, maybe he'll win now. Yeah, John. All I know is that you and me on the same page is a dangerous thing. I'm loving it. <laughs> um, let's open up the field a little bit. Let's get away from the pitching side. Let's just take it to everybody. Uh, AL and NL MVP. Let's start on the AL side. Who is catching your eye this season? Who do you think is going to have a breakout year? Or again, is it going to be one of the usual suspects? Yeah, I'm, I'm a pretty boring guy. I I, I want to be right because I know people remember this stuff and I don't want to hear about it from anybody. But, uh, you know, if he avoids injury, Mike Trout to me is still the best player in the game. You know, um, I know obviously Otani's fantastic, and we I have a rookie in mind who's going to have a big, big year. I'll just pick him for rookie of the year. We'll save that for a few minutes from now. But, um, you know, I think it's tough to beat one of those Trout, Otani, or Vlad. If you go off the board, I'll be impressed, but uh, I'm going to go Trout. I mean, it's hard not to say Mike Trout. I mean, Mike Trout is unquestionably. I've only, I, I might have mentioned this on this show before, but I've only played on a baseball field with like three guys ever that I'm like, this guy is not playing the same sport as me. I mean, we're on the same field, but we're not playing the same game. He's playing some other game that I simply cannot play. And that's Mike Trout, Carlos Correa. And I think the third one was like Andrew Benatendi and maybe Will Middlebrooks. These guys, all these four guys are the guys really? that I had just, yeah, they just stood out on the field. Well, like you, These guys just do everything. I mean, you play the game. I mean, you know, me just watching it, I wouldn't have put Benintendi in that category, but you, you know, you see them up close. And uh, well, this was this was early on in the minors when I'm looking at these guys going like these guys yeah. are just outrageous. But then when they got right. to the big leagues, obviously Mike Trout just continued to be Mike yeah. Trout and obviously Carlos Correa. The thing but, that separates Trout for me is that he does not bring one at bat to the next, one game to the next. He could have a game where he strikes out four got four times. And then he comes back, and it just looks unfazed. I think Freeman is like that a bit. Somebody showed me a stat that Freddie Freeman had, like, I don't know, close to 10 four-strikeout games. You wouldn't think so. He's not a big strikeout guy, uh, but it never phases him. In the playoffs last year, he looked like he, he looked, looked like he lost what he was doing completely at the beginning, right, mm -hmm. against the Dodgers. Um, I think he was, like, 0 for 7 with six strikeouts. All of a sudden, he's back to being Freddie Freeman again, so – uh, they are an unusual breed, so it's it's tough to be, pick against Trout, provided he is healthy, and right now he is. But believe it or not, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off the board. I'm gonna do it, John. I got yeah. I got a I got an interesting candidate right now. He had an unbelievable spring, and I know it's a shortened spring training, and I I know we shouldn't put our stock into spring training. But after the year he had last year, if he continues to grow the way he is, I am so excited to see what Rafael Devers does in Boston. I think this guy is a sleeper for the NAL uh, MVP this season. I don't know what we're going to get out of Boston in that incredibly difficult AL East. You know, this is obviously a team that's going to hit, but can they stay healthy on the mound? I don't know, but I'm really excited to see what Rafael Devers does. Yeah, I mean, he's certainly a great player and certainly a candidate. Um, you know, to me, it's an upset if anybody beside Trout, uh, Otani, or Vlad doesn't win it, but... Uh, Certainly, Devers is an outstanding player, and uh, if he has a career year or steps it up even more from where he was, uh, he could win it. 
you know, what, what you have the odds on him? Uh, right now, let me pull them up for you. I got to find them. I believe Dylan can find them as well. We'll pull up yeah. those odds and we'll have right. them for you in just a moment. But I think he, last I checked, I think he was 15 to 1, which yeah. is not bad value. I was hoping to get it closer to 20 to 1. But if you can shop around and see what you can find, I mean, he he, he is up there as a pick, but he's obviously yeah. not one of the usual suspects that we're really, truly expecting. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a better, but I would say if you just put Trout, Otani, and Vlad together, it's probably better than 50% chance that one of the three wins. But, I, you know, you never know what can happen, right? I mean, somebody may have a career year. There may be a rookie we haven't seen who comes up. They've done it before. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm impressed with your pick. My picks are uh, much more boring than yours. You, you're, you're, uh, you're going off the L.A. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm a little surprised you didn't go with Trout. I thought we were going to go all L.A. for you. Yeah, you know, an I, LA pick for you for the NL MVP, probably right. Believe it or not, you're not. You're going to see something yeah, completely different. By the by, the way, I found the Rafael Devers pick. It's uh, eighteen to one right now. If you okay, can get fair. your hands on that, I think that's a pretty good. I think that's a pretty good thing to put a flyer on. But let's head it over to the National League side because I am going to surprise you a little bit. But there is a very specific reason why I'm picking my pick the way I am. Last year, of course, National League. Bryce Harper won his second MVP award. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, obviously, that he gets a third one. I'm not expecting it, however, but for me, and I don't know what you think, John, I'm staying not only in the same division, I'm staying on the same team. And it's not for the reason only because of this player and the fact that they picked him up. There are two players that I have. I'm actually very high on potentially being the uh, NL MVP. And that's the two pickups over there in Philadelphia, and that's Nick Cassianos and Kyle Schwarber. And why do I like these two guys? A lovely hitting coach named Kenny Long, ladies and gentlemen, the best hitting coach in the world. I love this guy. He can make anybody hit. And you take a guy who's already amazing like a Nick Cassianos and you put him in the hands of Kenny Long. I think in that band box in the city of brotherly love, I think Cassianos is going to hit himself 50 home runs. And I don't even know what kind of damage Schwarber is going to do. I'm so excited for either of those two being your NL MVP. Wow, you're you're gonna get longer odds than those two. They're obviously Much both great longer. hitters, and uh, I mean Schwarber really took a step forward with Long as his coach uh, in Washington. So maybe he takes another uh, step. Uh, but you know, again, I'm a pretty boring guy, as you know, as you know, Cody. And I'm gonna go with Soto. And uh, I think I, I haven't looked at the odds, but I gotta think he's the favorite. The one thing about that though is Washington pegged for last place this year. I, I like their future better than most. Obviously, they're past has been outstanding they've been one of the best teams in baseball the last decade up until last year when they uh, obviously uh, had a sale and uh, you know it's tough to win mvp from a, a losing team but it's 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 happened now the stat guys don't seem to mind it and uh, you know to me soto's the favorite despite being on a team that probably will not contend this year you know and vegas absolutely agrees with you juan soto currently plus 275 to wow. win the uh, NL MVP, wow. not to not to mention on I, top of that, I would not take that bet. Even though I picked him, I didn't look at the odds. I would not take that bet because I just don't think they're going to contend this year. And you know, it's it's hard to win that MVP from a, a non-contending team. At least Harper last year, and I did have that vote. I did vote for Harper. At least Harper's team was in contention up to the final week, and he played huge, obviously, in September, which helped. Um, you know, is Washington going to be in contention to the final week with the Braves there and the Mets? You know, I kind of doubt that. Um, it's happened before. I mean, we've seen, obviously, Andre Dawson win the MVP and A-Rod and some others. It's not just those two, but a few have won MVP from a, a team that was a non-contender. But uh, to have someone be plus 275 on a team that's likely a non-contender, uh, I, I would not make that bet. Me neither. Plus, there's just not a lot of value on it. Uh, on top of that, defending uh, National League MVP and Bryce Harper, plus 900 right now. He's not even in your top four to win huh. the MVP, believe it or not. Yeah, Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Mookie Betts all ahead of him. And I think all three of those guys could have great years. I'm a little interested in Ronald Acuna Jr. this season coming back from the injury he just had. Um, but I did tell you, Nick Cassianos on my side, you can currently get him 35-1. to 1, And so much so, Schwarber is so down the list that it's worth a flyer for anybody to take because I think he's going to have a monster year over there, especially, like you said, how he grew with Kenny Long last year. Just I cannot wait to see what he does this year with him. Well, it is possible, and uh, I like your interesting picks. But uh, you know, I don't, you know, obviously Schwarber was in that one um, ep 
in that one time, a month with Washington. He carried the team. He was the best player in baseball by far. Um, then he got hurt. Um, but, you know, he's obviously a terrific offensive talent. Uh, wow. If he wins the MVP, you've got Harper there. You know, whether he wins the MVP or not, you know he's going to put up big numbers. You've got Real Muto. I mean, that lineup will be unbelievable. And I like I like their starting pitching too. So uh, National League is tough. I mean, we'll get to this, but National League I think is very deep and tough. Even though we've added a playoff team, it's still been tough for me. And I, I, it was still difficult to pick the six playoff teams, and I had to leave out two that I really liked. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, let's you, you mentioned earlier in the show, um, Rookie of the Year. And I'm actually going to need your help on this because – I feel like we have a massive, massive influx of rookies and young talent yep. coming into this season. And obviously the the sexy names that are out there, the Bobby Witt Juniors that everybody's excited to see, including myself. I think right now Vegas currently has them as as him uh, as your foregone conclusion, as your rookie of the year. But I don't think that's necessarily the case, not to mention Torkelson uh, getting his uh, opening day slot over there in Detroit. I think it's going to be an interesting year of rookies. But who's catching your eye, John? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I didn't look at it again, but yeah, I guess I'm a pretty boring guy. To me, Bobby Witt Jr. is the best uh, player. He's the top prospect. Uh, I saw him in that home run derby hitting 500-foot home run. Now, those were the metal bat, but, I mean, I've seen him out uh, playing for high, in high school for a perfect game. Uh, I mean, he is a, an uber talent. His father was a big leaguer. Uh, the Royals do it right. Um, you know, I, I think that's the obvious call for Rookie of the Year in the American League. You, you Julio Rodriguez, uh, I think, is a terrific talent. Uh, that would be a fine pick. And there are many others. Torkelson, a great slugger. He may uh, take the league by storm like Alonzo did early on. But uh, to me, uh, it would be an upset if anybody but Witt won. I really think that. I mean, what, what are the odds? I bet the odds have got to be, even though there's many guys, Witt is that good. I think the odds are going to be very low, very low on Right. Yeah, pretty much. He's just far, far and away your your yeah. top guy right now. Uh, it's not. It's honest to God, not even close. There's almost no, nobody else even on the list at this point. But I think it's gonna be an interesting year with the rookies. Like 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 we you know Major League Baseball and the CPA, everything pushing for the youth, youth, youth. Uh, and it looks like some of those teams are taking advantage of bringing up those young prospects early on, which is I'm really excited to see because that's a bit of a change of pace than we're normally used to with Major League Baseball. Yeah, I mean, you hate to see that manipulation that went on. That was just terrible. Obviously, we know about Chris Bryant. He didn't win the case, but we know that he was let left back, shall we say, to keep him for an extra year for the Cubs. I mean, that was fairly clear. I was there in spring training. He was their best player and ended up winning rookie of the year anyway. But um, I'm glad that – the and I, I don't want to pick on the Cubs because almost every team did it. You know, maybe not the Royals. There are a couple teams that really, you know – didn't want to do it, didn't think it was the right thing to do. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's why I think Witt was going to be with the team anyway. But uh, I'm, I'm glad to see these rookies up. And it's too bad that Riley Green is hurt and that Adley Rutschman is hurt because I'd love to see them early too. And we will see them at some point this year. Well, let's look around. Uh, let's get off the field and look more in the dugout. Let's talk about some managers. Are there any managers this year that you can just look at and think you're going to have a hell of a year? Um, I think the obvious choices are, you know, the Kevin Cashes of the world, uh, a team like the Tampa Bay Rays that we are criminally not talking about enough, a team that every <laughs> single year is dominating their division, yet somehow they're currently set at an, uh, at 89 wins, according to Vegas. Obviously, if, yeah. I, I'm, if I'm looking at that, I'm taking the over just because they are the Rays. Um, they've always figure it out every single time that every trade they make that on paper looks bad. I always have to look at it four times. Like they just traded away Meadows over to Detroit. I don't know who they got back for them, but I'm assuming yeah. they're the two greatest players who have ever lived. <laughs> they are amazing. And by the way, for the NL rookie of the year, I didn't mention, I'm going to take Suzuki. Uh, he might be mm. the favorite. I don't know. Uh, he you is. know, the Cubs paid him all that money. He better be rookie of the year. I think at this point, um, you know, in terms of the manager, uh, I'm going to pick the guy I picked on MLB Network as the best manager in the game. I mean, there are a lo lot of great managers, obviously, but I think Alex Cora is a savant. And mm -hmm. uh, I think some people are not seeing the Red Sox as a playoff team. So I I expect them in the playoffs. I'm, I'm always overlooking the Rays. It makes it easier on me. It makes things easier if I overlook them because uh, I, I, I know it's crazy and I've been wrong almost every year. I think last year was the first time I put them in the playoffs. And, uh, of course, they're in every year. But, um, 
I'm going to say the Red Sox have performed this year, and I'm going to go with the Cora as the manager of the year. I like it. And on the National League side, I know this is cheating because of the Los Angeles Dodgers. We're expecting them to win 105 games. Yeah. But when I see a Dave Roberts getting his extension, he doesn't have a, that lame duck season looming over his head. And already with the amount of confidence he has, by the way, if you don't know Dave Roberts, never met Dave Roberts, he's the nicest man on earth. So hearing him go out there with the confidence saying, put this on record, we're winning the World Series. I don't know. That fired me up and I'm not playing for the Dodgers, never did play for the Dodgers. And I'm excited to see what the Dodgers do this season. I think Dave Roberts might be your best manager in the National League right now. But what do you think, John? Yeah, I mean, I love Dave Roberts. You're right, he is the nicest man. Uh, not might be, he is the nicest. I was going to say Dylan's the nicest, but then I read the, those mean questions he wrote for you today, so <laughs> I've eliminated Dylan from that. Um, um, I'm glad you edit, by the way. Um, yeah, I, you know, I have Melvin as the manager because, I mean, look what San Diego did last year. I expect mm-hmm. them to do much better this year. They have the best rotation, at least the deepest rotation in – in the National League. I would still say Milwaukee is the best rotation, but San Diego's got the deepest rotation. I think they're going to sneak into the playoffs, and uh, they underperformed by so much last year that it's going to look very good. And, and Melvin, let's face it, is one of the best managers in the game. So um, I picked him before, and he's he's rewarded me, and uh, he made the smart move. He's such a good manager. He made the perfect move to go from Oakland to San Diego at just the right time. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, Bob, what a what a pickup by the uh, San Diego Padres getting Bob Mellon on that staff. Not to mention, I actually said this on another show, and I truly mean this. I really think Bob Melvin, as the manager of that team, is a makeup alone, not even player-wise. Just Bob Melvin's presence as manager making the decisions will make up at least five to seven wins that they lost out on last well, season. I no, you, firmly you, believe that. I think he's that you, good of a manager. So you think a manager should have a war too, right? We'll give him a, he's a six war manager. No question. A six war manager right out the gate. (laughs) This guy is top notch. (laughs) You're inventing, you're inventing things as we go. Uh, I'm an innovator, baby. He's good. He's good. I'll say that. I don't know if he's a six war manager, but if he is, he's, he's vastly underpaid at $4 million. Cause isn't a six war player said to be worth like, I don't know, $40 million. An outrageous amount. An outrageous amount of money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, well, so. let's uh, let's get away from the managers. Let's go back to the teams. Just on the whole, let's look at let's look at some of these divisions and the leagues. Are there any teams in any divisions that are catching your eye that you think people are not talking about? Because there's one for me that I really, really, really like, and it's because this division has been dominated by one team for so long, and I'm really excited mm. to see it. I don't think it's a mm. foregone conclusion anymore that the Houston Astros are going to dominate the AL West really? anymore. Even though they're currently sitting at minus 182, they're the only team with negative odds for the winning their division. But I am such a fan at plus 450 of this Seattle Mariners team, of what they put wow. together, adding Jesse Winker, adding Adam Frazier, adding yeah. uh, Robbie Ray. This team is primed yeah. and ready. They only missed the playoffs last year by three games, and this team is vastly improved. Yeah. I'm going to get knocked because, uh, you know, I'm always seen as the Mariner hater and and, and justifiably so because, you know, it's been two decades uh, for them to be in the playoff. And this is a team with a revenue that when I've seen the revenues, they're in the top half easily and uh, sometimes in the top 10. And to not make the playoffs in two decades, that is pretty uh, impressive. Yeah, uh, terrible. Unbelievable. Um, So I... Yeah, I, I, do, I agree with you. They they look much better. I, one thing I will say is that I thought that – now, I give them credit. They did a great job. Service, fantastic. The players give them all the credit in the world. I thought they overperformed like no other team. Uh, their plus-minus was a negative. Uh, so to win where they win 90 games, I, mm-hmm. I, I thought that was a little bit of a mirage. I do think they've improved a lot, though. I mean, Winker, terrific hitter. Robbie Ray, second – for Cy Young and your odds, he was first last year. They're definitely better. I think Rodriguez is terrific. Kelnick is going to be a star at some point. Um, yes, I, 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 I can see your pick, uh, although I, I understand why the Astros are uh, negative, uh, which is a positive in terms of the odds, why people are better than 50-50 <laughs> that they get in there. My, mine is Detroit. Uh, you know, I think people are talking about the Tigers. Obviously, that, kids that we talked about, Torkelson, Green will be there, but they did a lot in free agency. Erod really helps them tremendously. You got uh, Chafin, which is a le- lefty in the bullpen. A lot of teams could have used him. And uh, Javier Baez, I know some people don't like him because he 
you know, he walk, he doesn't walk that much, and he gave the thumbs down. I happen to like him. He does some things better than anybody in baseball, and for the price, you know, I mean, that's it's half of what they had offered Correa. I, I like it, and uh, you know, they got a, enough good young players where I think that they may give it a run. Do I, am I picking them in the playoffs? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, if we do our playoff picks, I'll, I'll let you know exactly. But you know, I mean, I, I do think they're they're probably not a favorite to get in the playoffs. But I, I like that team. I like that team a lot too. Currently, by the way, if you take a look at the odds in Vegas, they are set for their season total at seventy-seven and a half. I'm going to say right here, take the over, over, over. I think they're above a five hundred team. And by the way, the AL Central is not exactly the best division in Major League Baseball right now. I do think there's one team far and away better than everybody else. But we don't really know exactly what we're going to get out of the Twins. Uh, the Royals seem like they're on the upswing, but they're yes. going to be maybe 500. And it seems as though the Guardians are going the exact opposite direction, despite the fact that they made a huge uh, contract extension with Jose Ramirez today. But I just think this is a, a very unique division. And the Tigers, yeah, criminally underappreciated right now in the moves that they made. Oh, all, not to mention, they just traded for Meadows from Tampa Bay. This team's right. actually looking quite good. Scoobles going to be back. Casey Mize had a phenomenal phenomenal year last year this is a pretty good ball club up in Detroit I agree and that Barnhart for catcher they added mm -hmm. him uh, they already were okay with Haas as a catcher so they're pretty well stocked there uh, you know I think this is a good team uh, I'm surprised that it's it 77 wins I, I don't or 77 and a half I don't know how you get a half I'm not a better so I don't know but <laughs> I'm not sure how you do that but uh, I think that's a good bet um, I would I would bet them on seven over on 77 and a half as as would I. I really like this team. I've been actually shouting. I'm glad you brought them up because I've been shouting this team's name on every show I can go on because I don't feel like anybody's talking about it. the two teams that I really think are worth taking a look at are the Tigers and the Mariners. And they're the two teams that I feel like are criminally not being spoken about. Same with the Rays. These are teams that I think are all three either going to be playoff well, teams or at least in the hunt. <laughs> You're going to have to lock me up on the race because uh, I still don't get it. And I give them credit. I give them credit, but apparently not enough because I, I still don't see it. Um, you know, I, they do a great job. Uh, obviously, they've got some good players. I'm with you. I didn't, I didn't understand the Meadows deal, but they'll explain it to me later. I'm a little slow. Uh, you know, sometimes they make a trade that I, I do get when they traded Archer and they got three great prospects back. We knew that was a good one, but you're right. Some of them, you're like, you're scratching your head. Like, why are you giving away Meadows? The guy can hit. Um, you know, I'm sure they'll be good. I'm sure they'll be fine. Uh, again, I don't see it. I mean, maybe I have blinders on. I don't know. Hey, listen, when it comes to me, I'm, I'm someone who constantly is constantly acknowledging the fact that I am a genius yet. However, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> the, the Rays, every single time they make a move that I look at, I'm like, what the hell are these guys doing? And then yeah. I have to sit there. I'm like, listen, somehow they know something I don't. That this is obviously going to be a trade that works out for them somehow and yeah. lands them the playoffs for the next five years. Somehow. Yeah, well, they have a very good computer. Uh, they have a computer that nobody else has, I think, and it, it works. I mean, they were the first team that started with the shifts. Now we're going to have to ban the shifts next year, and they're the ones who started it. Uh, they're a smart group, and you can see that around baseball. I mean, obviously, uh, the favored team, Click, uh, is the GM of the Astros, James Click. He came from the Rays. You've got Chaim Bloom with the Red Sox now. Uh, he came from the Rays. You've got Andrew Friedman. Uh, with the Dodgers, came from the Rays. I mean, these are all teams that went very far in the playoffs uh, last year and continue to thrive. So uh, it's a smart group. Uh, we got I got to tip my hat to them. Does that mean I have to pick them? I don't have to, but uh, they're obviously very smart. Well, let's take a look at one more thing going forward in this season preview that we're doing right here on Big Time Baseball for Odyssey Sports. John Heyman, World Series. I know the season's about to start. But right out the gate, looking at the Vegas odds, of course, Los Angeles Dodgers plus 500. I think it's safe to say that we all agree that the Dodgers are the best team in Major League Baseball. However, does that mean they're going to win the World Series? Not necessarily, because I have a different pick, and it's on the American League side. And it's a team that we're all talking about because they're currently sitting fourth best odds to win the World Series currently as we speak, 10 to 1 plus 1,000. Listen, I love the Chicago White Sox, and I know they're going into the season without a Lance Lynn right out the gate, but if they can get him back uh, in about a month and a half, ready to go, maybe two months by the All-Star break, this team, I think, is primed and ready to 
dominate not only their division, but possibly even the American League. I know everybody's looking at that American League East, but man, I love this White Sox offense. There is nowhere to breathe anywhere, not to mention pretty good staff. Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, a pitcher that I think is a little bit underrated. I don't know what we're going to get out of Kopech, but uh, it did worry me that he said it's going to be a stretch to get him to five innings. But I, I still think this is a very good ball club. Absolutely. And the injuries don't really concern me in terms of the team because I think they're going to win that division fairly easily. Uh, so you can miss your best pitcher or one of your two best pitchers for a month or even two months. So, uh, And I don't expect Lynn to be out longer than through May at the, the longest. So, um, you know, they're in great shape. I, I like that pick. I'm surprised they're fourth on the odds. I think that's a, a great pick. Um, I happen to go with the, uh, of course, very predictably, the Dodgers. But, I, you know, in my defense, I pick the Dodgers every year. I was right one year. I was almost right in 2017. <laughs> I'm going to take credit. We're going to put an asterisk on 2017 so I can get credit for that. 2020, I got it right. I, I think I've picked them 12 years in a row now. So I was wrong more than I'm right. But on paper, they always look like the best team to me. So that's the way I go. And at this point, once you add – I looked at the team – before, and I thought, well, their rotation isn't as good as some. Their pen isn't as good as some. Then they added Kimbrel. So, to me, their bullpen is now fantastic. The offense is incomparable. So, I'm going to Dodgers. And, you know, in a boring pick, I say Dodgers over Astros. We've seen that act before. But, uh, you know, to me, those are the two best teams. The Astros, Fromberg looked, Valdez looked fantastic in, uh, in spring training. Verlander looked really good. Uh, to me, their pitching is better. It's better than the White Sox. It's better than a lot of teams. The White Sox, you're right about those young hitters. And I, we have not seen the best of Moncada. We haven't seen the best of Robert. Uh, you know, these guys were out last year for, for a certain period. Jimenez, he was out a lot of the year after the injury that he suffered. Uh, it, I believe it was in spring training. So, um, yeah, I mean, offensively, they're fantastic. Um you know, in terms of the pitching, they're certainly hurt by the crochet injury. They traded Kimbrel. So their bullpen, which I said was the best in baseball two weeks ago, I'm not sure it is now, but it's still pretty good with Graveman Kelly added. He still should win that division, but to win the, the league, I mean, I think the Astros are the best team, even without Correa. Jeremy Pena looks really good, by the way. Really good at shortstop, I think. He's going to be a star, and, uh, you know, we know they have Bregman and you know, they lost Springer one year. They lost Correa. And they're still going to play. You know, Tucker's a star. He's really good. Yardan is a star. And that rotation is is just better than anybody else's that I can think of in the American League. It really is. It's going to be an exciting year, exciting year for Major League Baseball. And, of course, before we head out of here on Big Time Baseball, we got to hit Heyman's inside corner around the horn updates on all these things that we need to get to real quick. And we just finished talking about the Dodgers. I know you just said it was – a boring pick, but it's not a boring team. That's for sure. This is a team that's going to win an outrageous amount of games. But you mentioned something about their starting rotation, and I guess we got to get it out of the way. Trevor Bauer. Are we going yeah. to see Trevor Bauer not only in a Dodger uniform? Are we going to see Trevor Bauer in the major leagues again this season or quite frankly at all? Uh, yeah. John Heyman, what do you think? I'm skeptical about the Dodgers bringing him back. You know, they have you know, really good revenues, as we know, and they're willing to spend and win. And they, but I, I think they're willing to le to let him go. I do. Uh, we'll see. You know, it's not easy. We've never seen a team, somebody with a forty million dollar. We've never seen too many players with a forty million dollar payroll at all. But to see one let go, <clears throat> it would be a little bit surprising. But I, I would not be shocked if they they do let him go. I do think that someone will pick him up though. <clears throat> so I do think we're going to see him in Major League Baseball. That'd be my prediction for now, but we shall see. I mean, there are teams that aren't in that market. Haven't He hasn't played with that set of teammates. They will, you know, make the story that, you know, he was not criminally convicted. He deserves another chance. And, you know, it's not, it's not crazy. Um, I, I just find it hard to see the Dodgers bring him back. You know, I mean, they got Magic Johnson there. You got Billie Jean King there. You know, they're pretty sensitive about this stuff. And this was an ugly story. Even if it's not criminal, it's ugly. And I don't think the Dodgers want that story with them. I think they're going to be my thought. They're going to figure out a way to remove him, however that is. And uh, so I, I don't see uh, your L.A. team keeping him. But 
you know, we shall see. They're going to have a decision uh, right around the middle of the month, uh, around April 16th, when his latest uh, time is up, and he, they have to decide what to do, uh, his administrative leave, and uh, MLB will have a decision. They have suspended guys who were not criminally convicted before, so I expect them to be suspended. He may challenge that because my understanding is he does, does not believe he should be suspended at all. So it could be a that could be a fight too. Uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see. But I, I my thought right now is I don't think the Dodgers want him back. Yeah, I, I'd be shocked to see him in a Dodger uniform ever again. Um, I do expect to see him in Major League Baseball again. However, yeah. I'm not sold it's going to be this season. Um, yeah. Like you said, they are going to make a decision on him later in this month. Um, they need to make a decision on it, but there is a real possibility, um, a very real possibility that Trevor Bauer does fall under the major league baseball domestic violence, um, sure. um, statute. So it's really a question on how this is going to be defined and what their punishment's going to be, if any. So it's going to yeah. be, it's ugly, but it is, we, we will stay abreast on it. We will know what's going to happen. But I, I tend yeah. to agree with you. I think I, his time in Los Angeles is over. Yeah. I, I want to add something on that. Um, I know where you're coming from on that, um, but let's not forget he was even though he was paid last year, he was out the whole year. Uh, to give him a suspension for the whole year again, um, that might be difficult without a criminal conviction because you've they've got guys who were criminally convicted um, who were only suspended for half a year. Um, you know, he already missed the whole year. Now he may have to pay some money back or you know be fined in some way, and he may be out some period of time, but. Uh, I, the union has been very reasonable and cooperative in these areas, but uh, I think they would fight that uh, to have a guy miss two years over. You know, it's an ugly thing, terrible. And I understand the Dodgers if they don't want him on their team, a hundred percent. But to say that he misses two years, uh, you know, there really isn't a lot of precedent for that. So I, I, I think there'll, there'll be quite a fight. Yeah. So. We'll stay abreast of that situation and, of course, Los Angeles Dodgers. Let's get away from that and let's talk about some actual people who we know for a fact are going to be playing this year. <laughs> good, good. <laughs> <laughs> What's the market look like for Frankie Montez? You know, we saw Manaya get traded yeah. over to San, Die uh, San Diego. Great. I, I thought a great, great trade for the San Diego Padres. They needed another arm, and I think that was a great pickup. Uh, Montez is a guy that could help a lot of teams. What kind of market's out there for him? Huge. I mean, think about how many teams need pitching. Basically, I was going to say every team but San Diego, and I thought that before, and they traded for Manaya. Every team but San Diego and Milwaukee are candidates to pick up pitching. Everybody needs a starting pitcher. And Montas, uh, I think, is more talented than Manaya. He's got an extra year, which is huge, so it's already double the price. Uh, I do like the two prospects that Oakland got back in that deal, uh, and I think that uh, Montas will bring back quite a haul. Over 200 strikeouts last year, young guy improving. Uh, the, I know the Mets will like him even better than Manaya, and I think many other teams do as well. And a uh, huge market. Uh, it looks like he's going to start the season, be their opening day starter. And uh, is he going to pitch past the, uh, the trade deadline? And doubtful at this point, I would say. Well, I think it's really important for these next questions to be prefaced with the fact that our producer, Dylan, is a <laughs> diehard Mets fan. <laughs> <laughs> diehard Mets fan, which is why the questions are written this way. And I think it's best that I just read them exactly how they're written, oh, because okay. it just gives you the state of mind where the Mets fans are right now, because <laughs> this will build up in a certain way. Yeah. Is there a market for Michael Conforto, former Met? Of course, a lot of Mets fans, big fans of Michael Conforto. However, he is injured right now. They came out with a statement saying that he did hurt his shoulder uh, in January, which is not something that you want to see happen in an offseason, especially when you're in uh free agency mode. Is that the thing that's keeping him from getting signed? Or according to how this is questioned, what is Scott Boris asking for? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I read that. I've read that even more negatively. Negatively. It sounded almost a little better that way. Uh, you, you read it nicer, I think, but uh, you know, he's obviously hurt. I mean, there's no question about that. Nobody announces that they're hurt when they're not as a free agent. That certainly does not help your market. The idea is to get the most money possible, not the least, or not to look for excuses at this point. And I, you know, I, I think he's at, you know, Scott Boris has had a great career. He's made mistakes before. I, I don't remember him coming up with excuses. Sometimes he makes a mistake. It happens. I and mean, we know that happened with Stephen Drew at one time and uh, Kendris Morales. You know, the free agency is a game where, you know, it 
Sometimes you hit a home run and he's hit many, many home runs and sometimes you strike out. Uh, in this case, I, I do believe that the guy is injured. He would be not making that up. He hurt his shoulder and that certainly changes the equation. Uh, I mean, you know, I, 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 I've heard some teams connected or White Sox were at one time. Now they've gotten Pollock. They and Boris don't always match up, so that seems unlikely. I've heard the Jays, the Rays. I've heard um, uh, a few other teams have connect, are connected to Conforto. Um, and, uh, I mean, he's certainly going to get a, a deal, and it's not going to be what he anticipated at first because, you know, he was healthy at first. He did have the qualifying offer. He still has the qualifying offer there, so you lose a draft choice. Um, Texas is another team which wouldn't lose as big a draft choice because they've already signed two prime free agents in Semyon and Seeger. So that's a team that could go for it. But at this point, we really don't know where he's going. We do know that his market was hurt by this injury, and he's not going to get near the deal that he would have uh, originally. Well, on top of that, let's continuing this line of questioning from a disgruntled Mets fan. <laughs> as it's written, now I'm not going to ask the question as it is written because I think the way it's written is actually perfect, but I'm going to go with a nicer way. There is some people out there, are teams out there, and there is a market for them, apparently. Are we going to see Matt Harvey before we see Mark Michael Conforto? And now let me read it the way it's written down. No way we'll see Matt Harvey before Michael Conforto this year, right? Oh, my God. We should just read his question. I think that is brilliant, just reading his questions the way they're written. Uh, I think that's what we'll do. From now yeah. on, it's going to be only questioning the, via a uh, disgruntled Mets fan. <laughs> I think we might. We might see Harvey before Conforto. Um, you know, there's teams interested. He's playing. He's pitching down here in Miami uh, at St. Thomas University, and teams have scouted him, and the Orioles and other teams are interested. And uh, I think he's going to get a job. And, uh, you know, the timing is always hard to predict. But, you know, with an injury, Conforto's got an injury right now. And I do believe it's an injury. And, uh, you know, sometimes these things take time. They say he's swinging well. I don't know if he's throwing it perfectly yet or not. I haven't seen him, but uh, I would not be surprised if Harvey not only gets a job, that he gets one fairly soon. Continuing the line of questioning from disgruntled Mets fan <laughs> Dylan Burns, producer of this show, Big Time Baseball. <laughs> Blame it on how, si how significant is the DeGrom injury? What's the level of panic here for Mets fans? Well, we know what Dylan's level of panic is. It's very high. Um, it's through the roof. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I tend to be an optimist. And covering the Mets, I'm not sure why I am. But, uh, you know, they, he's going to be re-imaged. going to do another MRI in four weeks. And if that goes well, then it'll ramp up again. So he could be back around June 1st. That's the best-case scenario. But, you know, obviously you miss two months. You're the best pitcher in baseball. That's a major blow. They did not have incredible depth as do – just about every team is going to get set for San Diego and maybe Milwaukee uh, pitching depth. And, um, you know, I, I don't blame people for being upset, uh, not upset, but worried about uh, DeGrom. Um, you know, last year he had several MRIs and uh, he didn't pitch after early July. The second half he didn't pitch. So uh, I get it. Uh, you know, Go ahead, Dylan and the rest of the Mets fan, be, be concerned. Y'all, here you go. The crescendo of this three-act play from our producer, Dylan, of disgruntled <laughs> Mets fandom. Translation, should Dylan just start looking forward to 2023? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know that was a question we were going to read, but I, I, I certainly uh, started a week for Dylan after I read all these questions that he'd written. Uh, I could just imagine pounding at the keyboard. Uh, no, uh, that offense, the Mets offense looked great. Scherzer is fine he's been through these hamstrings before you've got Bassett who looked really good in spring training um you know even without DeGrom the rotation is fine it's okay it's not as it's better than some not as good as others but they're really good at the still at the one two spots if you say Scherzer and Bassett and you know they have some depth you know Peterson McGill uh you know you've got Williams you've got some people there a walker um, Carrasco, um, they're not all, they're not as shallow as some other teams, shall we say, but, uh, I think they're going to be all right. I wish I could calm him. I know it's not going to calm him, but I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be in the playoffs. I don't see them as better than the Braves this year, uh, or maybe even your Phillies, but, uh, I think they're going to make the playoffs and, uh, I, I just hope for the best for Dylan. That's really mm -hmm. my big hope. 
Not to mention that you mentioned some offensive pieces they have. They made some great moves this offseason, picking oh, yeah. up some offensive pieces. I mean, Marte, obviously, and then you look over at um, um, I'm sorry, Diamondbacks. Why am I for, why am I forgetting it? Uh, Escobar. Escobar, 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 a phenomenal pickup, and Escobar. Not to mention, listen, I'm expecting actually some wonderful things from Dom Smith this season. I'm really excited to see what he's going to do. I just want him to get an opportunity to play every day. I feel like he hasn't really had that real opportunity to be the everyday guy. Obviously, you got Pete Alonso that's still there. This is a team that's offense is just primed to just put up an outrageous amount of runs. And if they can stay healthy on the mound, I do really love the Mets this season. Uh, but I agree with you. I don't think they're better than the Braves right now I just yeah. don't um yeah. let's uh let, let's switch over to uh okay. away from Queens and let's take a look at the Bronx man uh there's been whispers and I want to hear your thoughts do the Yankees and Aaron Judge have an extension or is it still <laughs> ongoing I'm going to take them at their word and say it's still ongoing the, the whisper that I heard which is not even a whisper was on their broadcast was Carlos yep. Beltran on his first broadcast uh, basically congratulated the Yankees and Judge for being able to get an extension, and then uh, after he was told, uh, don't say that or you're wrong, one of the two, he came back and said that, well, he meant to say he hopes they get an extension, which is obviously not what he said. So uh, you wonder, uh, he's a smart guy, uh, You know, did he get the story wrong? Did he speak wrong? What happened exactly there? Um, you know, I, I can't be sure. I, you know, I, I still think I, I think they're going to get an extension. You know, he's got a smaller agent. I shouldn't pick on them, but, you know, let's face it. He's got one huge player. Is he going to gamble and not take them big money? And I do think they will offer big money. Now, I heard early on that they they were going to go north of Springer, which, you know, $150 million. They were going to go higher than that. Plus, he's got the t- about $19 million this year, so as an extension. So that would get you close to $200 million, more like 180 something like that. As that be an early offer, but I think they'll go up from there, and I think they will probably beat the two hundred million dollar mark. And uh, you know, it depends how much over two hundred they go. I think, but uh, you know, I think the fact is a smaller. I'm going to throw out the Beltron thing for now and just disregard it and just say it's smaller agent. He's a guy who wants to be there. I think he's thrived there. He's got the whole court out in the right field. Uh, all those justices or judges, whatever. I, I I think they're going to get it done, but it's there's no guarantees. Look at Robinson Cano. Uh, you know, he was a homegrown star Yankee, and they drew the line at 175. He ended up getting 240 elsewhere. They ended up being right. It, 175 was a fair deal, but it wasn't going to get it done, and they probably knew it at the time. I think with Judge, they like him a little bit better. He's a little he's, – he is 29. He's not that young, but uh, I think the Yankees will – you know, I, are they pressured by the Mets and the fact that Steve Cohen is there uh, spending to win? And the Yankees really didn't do that this year. They're, they didn't do anything in free agency. They did bring Donaldson in. But, you know, I know their payroll is not low, but they have not really played up there with the Mets and, and the Dodgers. Uh, you know, Hal Steinbrenner has resisted going crazy, except for maybe with Garrett Cole. And a little bit earlier there, he made a little mistake with Ellsbury, got hurt. and. Um, you know, he hasn't done it. I, I, I just kind of feel that while they've towed the line with Cano and have not spent crazy, I think they know that this is a special guy and he works in New York. So I, I kind of think that it gets done. I may be proven wrong here in a couple of days because I think they'll announce it uh, opening day. That is the deadline that he has set. Um, I, I feel like more likely than not that they get it done, but no guarantees. Of course, of course. And a uh, question for you, and this is honestly a question not just from Dylan, but even from me. I'm actually going to switch up what Dylan's question is. It seems as though, no matter what, Brett Gardner's name is brought up every single year with the Yankees, and this is something I really want to explain to me, because I think Brett Gardner has always been a very solid ball player. Why is Brett Gardner going to be a Yankee forever, no matter what, even though it's going to be 20 years after he retired or 20 <laughs> years after he should have retired? Is he always going to be a Yankee? What What am I missing? Is it because I'm not in New York and I'm not seeing this every day? But it seems as though Brett Gardner is the most important Yankee ever. Well, I think he was up until this year, but they have not made a play for him to this point as we speak today. And I know they were late last year to do it. It seems like they've got Enciarte on a... Good contract, a similar type player, although not the power that Gardner has, but it's a lefty bat who's going to play occasionally, uh, not all the time. But Gardner he actually played a lot last year. You know, he's always healthy. 
and answers the bell. And, uh, you know, they love him. He's a true Yankee. But I think that we're at the point now where they have not made a move. And if he, he, he seems like he doesn't want to play elsewhere. He's had the Blue Jays and other teams showing interest. I think he's waiting it out to see if he can end his career with the Yankees. Otherwise, I, I cannot see him playing elsewhere. Um, and at this point, they have not made that move. So uh, they may be kind of with you here and finally cutting the cord. Uh, but, you know, it's been a great Yankee career for, uh, for Gardner. Uh, nobody expected this. I think a third-round pick, uh, you know, out of, I think, was it South Carolina that he went to with, in that area? And, um, you know, give him credit for a great career, but I, it, it doesn't appear they're getting together at this point. Talking about players no longer with uh, teams. Uh, just recently, Justin Upton designated for assignment by the Angels. He is still owed by the Angels like twenty, like eight million dollars. Uh, but he's out there. Is there an actual market for Justin Upton? I think he can still help a team. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a market. The question is, does he want to play at this point, um, or might he retire? Uh, there are whispers that he might be considering retiring. So uh, I'm not going to be surprised if he does retire. I could see the Diamondbacks uh, bringing him back. Um, he started there. A good rapport with all those guys. Um, I could see that. Uh, normally, guys like to go to a contender if they have the choice of anywhere. But I, I'm with you. I think he could help somebody. He certainly has power still. He had a great spring. He really did. So it was a little bit of a surprise that he got designated for assignment. But uh, I'm with you that he can still play. But I mean, at this point, the question is, does he want to? And I, I want to correct that Gardner went to the College of Charleston, not South Carolina. I, ah, at least good, it was in South Carolina. Right. I assume that's in South Carolina. It's the College of Charleston. But So I should know more about Brett Gardner as I've seen him play for his entire career. But um, he's had a great career, but I, I, I don't see them bringing it back at this point. Well, guys, it's been an incredible show here of Big Time Baseball for Odyssey Sports. Major League Baseball, opening day, happening this week. So excited. Like you mentioned at the top of the show, all 162. We're getting it no matter what the weather. I'm so excited, John, and I hope you are too. John, thank you so much for joining me today, as always. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, John Heyman is my uh, Twitter, uh, J-O-N, uh, H-E-Y-M-A-N, and now... Uh, starting tomorrow at the New York Post, uh, starting opening day. So that's a good good time to start, and I'm very excited about that. You know, I used to be at Newsday. Hadn't really been a New York paper since 2006. I went to Sports Illustrated 2006. So thank you for asking, and uh, it's exciting to have a new venture. I appreciate that. And you know what I, you know what I like today? Not only Dylan's great questions, uh, those spicy questions, was your picks because you really went for me at least you went way out on a limb on some of those picks and uh not crazy though not crazy i could see those things happening so maybe yeah. people should be listening and betting along with you because if you bet with me you're, you're only winning penny so might as well bet hey, with I'm, you. i'm giving you legitimate reasons why i think these are. picks are very very sound i think there are some a lot of i think there's a lot of surprises out there in major league baseball and i think there's a lot more parody out there in major league baseball than i think people give credit for not only on the team side but on the players side too i'm really excited for this year i couldn't be more fired up of course john i'm following you on twitter you're the most important person in baseball to follow <laughs> and you got to check out everything you're doing over that new york post you guys you can follow me on twitter at decker six i am important to follow on twitter just not nearly as important as john you're Heyman. funny you follow me. you're funny <laughs> You know, oh, thank you, John. You know. You're just saying that because you have to talk to me today. Uh, no, no, guys, you're, you're, you're legit funny. You're my man. I love you, John. Well, guys, that's it for us today. We will be yeah. back next week to go into the first week of the season. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it for Big Time Baseball. He's John Heyman. I'm Cody Decker. Be safe out there. Enjoy the game. Beat it.